Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. I pray for the troubled mind that you will settle the mind of the people. I destroy every work of the enemy. Spirit of confusion, you will not have a place. You will not lease in our building. You will not lease in our home. You will not lease in our ministry. Spirit of confusion, I command you, leave, pack and go in the name of Jesus. That there shall be peace. In our midst. That there shall be peace in our homes. That there shall be peace in our workplaces. Jesus. Jesus. Be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified. Jesus. Be glorified in every home and in every life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God richly bless you. Amen. Yeah. That should be okay. We can just take our tithes and offering and go home, right? Amen. But... I've got a message, so I've got to share it. <clears throat> we've been talking about what? What have we been talking about? You can open your mouth. What have we been talking about? What have we been talking about? That's better. We've been talking about relationships. Last week we were talking about our relationship with God. That's where it all starts. We read Amos 3 3. What does it say? Except unless they are in agreement. Amen. And so we're saying that we can't walk with God unless we are in agreement with God. Amen? Amen. You as an individual, you cannot walk with God unless you are in agreement with God. In agreement in which way? In agreement in what? In agreement to his word, yes, but in agreement to who he is. Amen. You say, you are the most high God. Amen. So we need to be in agreement with God in order to have a relationship with God. And this agreement, see, if two 
what, what is the saying? Two captains cannot lead a, 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 a... Pardon? Can't steer the ship. Okay, one will be pulling one, the other one will be pulling the other. Something like that. Anyway, so in, in relationships, there has to be one leading and one following. So if we're, gonna, if we're going to agree with God, if we're going to be in agreement with God, guess what? Who's going to be leading? God will be leading. No wonder why Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Then you will make thy way prosperous and be in good health. Amen. You see, you, you, we need in our relationship with God, God leading, we come in line, we line up with God, amen? And when we line up with God, we will be in agreement with Him and we will have a relationship with Him. John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it will be, ad- it will be done to- for you. Romans 12, it says, we should renew our mind. All those scriptures is ge- gearing us towards submitting to God, God's word, so that we will have a good relationship with him. We talked about relationship. One of the ingredients of relationship is what? Communication. And communicating with God is through through prayers. Amen? And if you're ever going to talk to God, who is our Father, we need to do it properly. We brought about communicating with God, uh, communication to, with God in respect. A lot of us today are very good with multitasking. And when we, when we go talk to God, we still got a lot of things on our mind. You know, with, we're praying, but we're thinking about the appointment. And we think we have prayed. Listen, I know for sure when you are praying, there is a connection. Are, are you with me? If you focus on the prayer and you focus on God, there is a connection. You, you, you... It's like you plugged in into heaven. But if you give God your divided attention, the connection breaks. Are you with me? And you might be talking, but you're not talking to God because the connection is not there. Are you with me? You see, we, we have diluted this thing into feel-good factor. 
And it's like ticking the box. You spend 10 minutes or 5 minutes, Father, and you're out of the door. And you say, you've prayed. You had no connection whatsoever. And you have not actually spoken to God. Because you did not give God your whole attention. You were praying whilst you're packing your bags. You're praying whilst you are dressing up. And it's better than nothing. But you, ain't done, you haven't done the job. I mean, we, you know, if you have a relationship with someone in the natural, and you come talk to me, say Stephen comes to talk, you know, Pops, I, will, I need to have a word. And he comes up. And he's got his notes. And he's writing, and he's writing, and he's talking. You know, last time when you said this, and he's writing, he's, he's reading something that is from work, and he's trying to get it sorted out. You know what I would think? This guy is so disrespectful. He can't give me his attention to talk to me. See, that's me. Let alone God. Are you with me? That, that, that's, that's his, you know, spiritual father, let alone the most high God. What is my point? When we want to communicate with God, we need to do it properly. Give God your whole attention when you want to talk to him. Come on now. He's your father, and you can rub shoulders with him as a body and everything, and that feels good. When I sit in the, when I get a chance and I sit to, with Nat in the city, man, it feels good. I feel, I feel good. I feel proud. And in, in a sense, when we go and sit next to God to have a chat with God, it feels good, and God is proud of us, but at the same time, we ought to do it with respect. If, we, if you're going to do anything, Brother Hagan said, whatever is worth doing, do it well. Give your full attention, not some of it. Amen? And we talk about respect, respecting God. Amen? And you see, we are talking about our relationship with God, but you take that in the physical in your relationship with each other. If you're going to talk with someone, you need to give the person your whole attention. Amen? Amen? There is a big difference in speaking in, in the, you know, praying in tongues and building yourself up in your most holy faith. You're not actually talking to God. You're just building yourself up in the Spirit, charging your battery up. That's different. But when you ought to talk to God, man, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. And, and listen, you know, in the name of Jesus, make that connection. 
when I'm praying and I close my eyes, I actually feel the connection. I, I, I feel the connection. I know the connection is there. And when you are distracted, it's like it's, you unplug it. I want to encourage you. Spend time. And in our relationships, when you have to talk to somebody, give the person your whole attention. Giving you know, chatting and watching TV is, is really, it's not on. We take each other for granted so much that we don't even give our attention to the person. Respect. Let's respect each other in our relationships. Amen. So we talk with the ingredients of relationship, we've talked about communication, we talk about respect. Now I want to talk about care. Care. You know, if you have a relationship with someone, you care about the person. God, in his care for us, when Adam disobeyed him, Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God, God put them out of the Garden of Eden. And the Bible says that God says um, when they have been given their sentences for disobeying, then God said, hey, these guys are now as wise as us. They know right and wrong. Let's, you know, let's seal the gate of the garden, lest they enter and take the fruit of life and live and forever become as they are. We're talking about God's care for his children. God cared for Adam and Eve so much so that he didn't want them to be forever separated from him. Because if they entered and took the, 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 the tree of life and, and ate that tree of life, it means that they will live forever in that state of separation from God. You see how God cared about Adam and Eve, you and I. That he didn't want us to be like that. So he closed the gate. And for years, we've been wondering about. It may sound cruel, but the end result is going to be what? Good. We've been saved spiritually. There is coming a day that our physical body also will be changed. But you see, it would, uh, we would have been in a worse situation if we had eaten that tree of life. Amen. So God cared for us. 
that he threw us out of the garden. Out of care. And it's called tough love. It's called tough love. Sometimes when you are uh, in a relationship with someone, sometimes you have to show tough love. Sometimes you have, you, you have to discipline. When God needs to discipline us, he does discipline us. Amen. And, and, and sometimes you have to say no. And some of those no's are really painful. Now, you know, let me use you for example today. It's okay. I'll get you first, then I'll get the next one. Yeah, was it Tuesday? No, he went to school on Thursday. Thursday, now started school. And um, in the morning... He's supposed to get up, get himself ready, leave home, quarter to ten to eight. He get to school by quarter past. Well, I came home with uh, Janelle and Jeremiah eight o'clock or five past eight or something. Nathaniel was then leaving home. And mom was like, oh, I'll come and give them breakfast if you dropped him. I said, no. I'm not dropping him. He's supposed to have got up and get himself ready and go. I'm not dropping him. He went to school late. He got detention. He didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Is that right now? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's called tough love. Are you with me? I mean, there's been time that it's very, it's raining or something, and I, I, you know, it's 10 to, I get in, he's ready to go, I'll drop you. But to actually, I mean, not do what you're supposed to do, I'm not going to help you to be lazy. If it's a lesson that you have to learn, you have to learn the hard way. The other day, you were laughing, I'm coming to you. The other day, I had an appointment with Savior. Savior is supposed to be here at 12 o'clock or something. 11 o'clock? No, I said to him, come at 2 o'clock. Because, you know, Saturday morning, I put my, I, that's when I put my message together and all. I've got half of it prepared, but sorted all out. And, and I come 2 o'clock, Savior is not here. So I go upstairs and do my little cleaning and all that stuff. Maybe about 3 o'clock, 10 past 3, he calls me. Oh, uncle, um, where are you? I'm upstairs. Oh, I'm here now. I, I, I had this and I had that. So, well, sorry. You're going to have to, we have to, have to, we have to rearrange. Um, I tell you what, that was the most hardest thing I've ever done. It was so, I mean, I was saying it with pain in my heart. The boy has come all the way here, and I'm sending him back. It was so painful. 
It was so, so, so painful. But I know it was the right thing to do. I know it was the right thing to do. So, caring does not mean you spoil the person. God cared for us that he threw us out of the garden. When I act like that, my wife gets all confused. But it is good sometimes to be like that when it's necessary. 1 Corinthians 12, 25. I've got just five more minutes, don't worry. 1 Corinthians 12, 25. Amen. Basically, what, what, what he's saying is that there should be no schemes in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. We ought to care for each other. Amen. In our relationships with each other, we ought to care for each other. And caring for each other, sometimes you have to say no. Amen. See, you don't help people to do, keep on doing the wrong things. That's not helping the individual. That's how God dealt with us. Amen. First Samuel 8. First Samuel eight. Uh, eight um, read from I think it's from one. First Samuel eight from verse one. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his son judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second Abijah. They were judges in Bathsheba, but his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain took bribes and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king and to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they, when they said, Give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day I brought them out up of Egypt, even to this day, with which they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they are doing to you also. Now therefore heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly forewarn them to show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. So Samuel 
told all the words of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, we're talking about caring in relationship. This is a situation where Samuel's children hasn't done right. The elders approach Samuel and say, hey, you know, get us a king. And this, the problem, the problem is, see, the Bible, the scripture says that they, God said to Samuel, they have rejected me. It's not you they have rejected. From the time I brought them out of Egypt, they're all they are doing is it, show, it goes towards that they don't want me as their king. So they want a king that will rule them like all the other nations. You see, let me tell you something. Our, the biggest problem we have as believers is we do not know who we are. That is the biggest problem that we believers have. We think we are the same as everybody else. But we are different. Amen? You see, there are three categories in the world. First, the Jews, the Christians, and then the rest of the world. That, that's all God sees. Now, you are a believer. Now, this story here, you see, God took Abraham, one man, and turned that one man into a nation, which is the nation of Israel. And they want a king that will govern them like the rest of the world. They have forgotten that they are Jews. They are not like the rest of the world. When a believer acts as the rest of the world, relationship with God breaks down. When believers come together in fellowship and one is acting like the worldly people, relationship breaks down. If it doesn't break down, both of them are acting like the world. Church, we are different. You need to know that. You are different. Different in which way? Because Christ lives on the inside of you. We ought to dress different. Amen. Amen. You know, the ladies, you need to cover the three Bs. What are the three Bs? What are the three Bs? Come on. Tell me about it. What? Thank you. Did you hear that? Yeah, the ladies, you need, you, yeah. 
yeah, you, you, are, you are not of the world. It's a serious matter. Very serious, serious case. Yeah. You see, you see, when you, when you, when you address these issues, then some, what, what, you have a problem? No. It's not, that's not the issue. The issue is not having a problem. The issue is do not tempt Amen. So, in our caring for each other, we need to care with a heart. We need to care in our relationship with each other. We need to care in such a way that we are not actually spoiling people. See, God warned the Israelites. They have forgotten who they really are, that they are God's people. And so they are acting or want to act as the world. And God warned them. When you go home, read it. First Samuel 8. Read the whole chapter. You see, he said, God warned them. He says, the king you are going to get, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, he's going to take 10% of you, he's going to, he's, he's going to take your, your, your strong good men and he's going to use them for his, you know, for his own uh, building up his own kingdom. All these things, God warned them. He said, yeah, that's all right. We, can, we, 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 we still want our king. They got their king. And then Samuel, and it's so funny, when uh, Saul, uh, um, so, yes, when Saul was anointed to be king, and they were looking for him, where, where is Saul? Where is Saul? The guy's gone and hid himself. Couldn't, you know, the point is, he was so timid, he was so... Uh, had nothing in him to be a king. But God called him, uh, or God, uh, God chose him to be a king. And then when he became powerful, he began to rule them. He began to rule them. And he began to do what God has already warned them. That they shouldn't, they don't need a king. You see, God gave them... Um, Theocracy government, which is God ruling them. They want a monarchy. That's no good. In relationship, we need to listen. See, husband and wife, the Bible says that they. The, 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 the wife is a helper, helpmate. And when a tough decision has to be made, you need to succumb to the husband. 
If you take your husband as the head of the home, then when tough decision has to be made, when even though you may disagree, you, may, you need to succumb. That's how it works. If it doesn't work that way, you have a divided relationship. Divided relationship. And it doesn't go anywhere. Am I preaching good? Great. So, our care for each other, our care in relationship, you know, I, 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 years ago I preached a message, it's relationship, not dictatorship. See, husband and wife that I was talking about, it's in relationship, not dictatorship. But there are times that a decision has to be made. And with wisdom, if you are both praying with wisdom, you can sort it out and keep the relationship. And keep the relationship. Keep the relationship. So, we're talking about in relationship, there is communication. There is what? What's the next one? Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I want to hear you. Respect. Open your mouth. I want to hear you, man. So there is communication and there is respect. And what is the next one? Care. Care. Care for each other. Not just care in providing, but care in sometimes tough decision. Care sometimes is tough love. God did that to us. But notice this, and I close. When you insist, when you insist that yes, I still want it. When you insist, I still want it. God will give you. Then you pay the price or suffer the consequences. And in our relationship with each other, you that is the head Sometimes when there is so much difference that it is going to cause so much damage, act like God. Act like God. Give. That's what God did. He told them, that's not good for you. They say, yeah, we want it. Okay. There you are. But you're going to pay the price. See, in relationships, it's really, it's very, very painful 
to actually, and I'm not talking about even husband and wife. I'm talking about just having a relationship with someone that, you know, somebody that you sit down in the same bowl you eat, you know, you know, we had re- we had some family friends, you know, um, not friends, but became family. The, the wife will call, say, "Oh, are you at home? Six o'clock? Are you?" He knows I'm home at six. Are you home at six? You know, yeah. Um, I hope you haven't eaten. He will say, "Oh no, I haven't eaten. I've just come out from the bar for something." Oh, please, um, you and Helen, come quickly. This soup I've made, pa, is superb. I'm quickly, I'm starting to make the fufu. And we will go and we eat. When such relationship breaks down, it is so, so painful. But my point is, when you have a relationship with somebody, it shouldn't break down. It shouldn't break down. Unless, you know, you're going north and they're going south. Two can't go to be together unless they are in agreement. But in general, it should not break down. The Bible tells us, live peaceably with all men as much as is within your means. Now, this relationship I'm talking about, it didn't break down for any reason. We just drifted apart. We just drift. Our, our goals became different. And there is that too. There is that too, that eventually relationship, you drift apart because, you know, different goals and different things comes into our life. And, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. Praise the Lord. So I'm encouraging you. Build a strong relationship with God. And do what God's telling you to do. And when you ask God something and he doesn't do it, don't keep insisting. You know how he's like. He's going to give it to you. And then you're going to pay the price. Am I making sense? Just love him. See, I mean, you know, and it's not now that I'm saying it. From day one, I remember very clearly when when uh, when mum was pregnant with Becky, and then Becky um, there was uh, had a um, what do you call it? Um, sorry, premature. Thanks. Uh, Becky was. Um, Becky was born premature. How many weeks? Give me the information. 26. She was born 26. She was about 13 weeks earlier, isn't it? It was about three months earlier. But you see, I remember going to um, Vassar Road, going to Mama, and, and I was walking from over to, and it's like I made up my mind that it really didn't matter whether she lived or doesn't live. 
I'm already gone. I'm already sold out to God. And that had nothing to do, I mean, do you get what I'm trying to say? And with our walk with God, we ought to switch from the bless me. I'm serving him because he's done this for me. No. I am serving God because he's blessed me. I'm serving God because, you know, he's paid my bills. I'm serving God because he's given me a good job. That has, should have nothing to do with your relationship with God. It, has, it should have everything to do with your love for God. I love God, and that is why I gave my life to him. Whatever, whatever. I, I've said it here years ago. If nobody was here, if this thing was not going, I'd find somewhere else and I'll serve him. I will never stop serving him. And I mean serve. Serve him. Because he, he, he has shown me how he is like. How he is like. You know, when the worship was going on, I'm quitting. When the worship was going on, the Holy Spirit was reminding me. And, I, I, you know, I'm so grateful to God. And I, I look back and I'm wondering, how did I get here? You say, where? You know, you go half a dozen people here and you're happy. Of course, I'm happy. But, you know, and I, I, you know what? When we were at Rhema, how old was Deborah? Sorry? Yeah, Deborah was maybe, yeah, maybe, no, Deborah was more than that. Maybe Deborah was about 12. Now, listen to this. When I was at Rhema, when we got assignment that we have to write out maybe two pages of work, one of them, I think, was 500 words. Or you guys, now 500 words is nothing, isn't it? And, and, and when, you know, when I, I write, I, when I write my work, Deborah was about 12. He used to correct my work. She used to correct. <laughs> she used to correct my work. She read through, do the, spell, uh, correct sp the spelling, the grammar and everything, and then I will rewrite it, and then I will present it. That's where I was. But now, I have someone, I just get on the phone, hey, please, can you send this email? Tell him so, so, and so, and so. No, I, don't, I don't need to worry about the spelling or anything. Yeah, Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. When I say I'm blessed, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
I hope this is going to improve your relationship with God and your relationship with each other. Thank you, Auntie Naomi. I hope this is going to improve your relationship with God and your relationship with each other. Amen. Don't say it if you don't mean it. There's always room for improvement. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.